that Harlem night. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Party at the bodega. What up, everybody? This is your man's. Uh, uh, Ben's Pharrell. Oh, uh, excuse me. I was looking at something just a second ago. You know, NASCAR driver, priest out of hospital after a crash. You know what I'm saying? But that's not what I'm reporting on. I was just looking at it. But still, this is your man, Ben's Pharrell, with Thinking Out Loud. How's everybody doing out there? I hope everybody's doing well. All right. Eight U.S. Marines remain hospitalized after deadly aircraft crash over in Australia. All right. Eight U.S. Marines. Eight U.S. Marines remain hospitalized after a fiery aircraft crash in Australia Sunday morning that left three dead and 20 injured Sunday morning. The Marines are still receiving treatment at the Royal Doran Hospital in the north coast city of Doran. Monday after the Marine V-22 Osprey that were riding in that they were riding and crashed on the island during a multinational training exercise. All right. The Marines are still receiving treatment at the Royal Doran Hospital in the north coast of Doran Monday after the Marine V-22 Osprey that they were riding in uh, crashed in the island during the multinational training exercise at approximately 9.30 in the morning local time Sunday. The aircraft crashed into a tropical forest and burst into flames. Australian politician Natasha Fowles, who serves as the chief minister of the Northern Territory, said all 20 survivors of the crash were flown from Melville Island, approximately 50 miles south to Doran. Ms. Fowles noted the first five Marines who arrived at the city's main hospital were critically injured, including one who underwent emergency surgery. More than a day later, 12 had been discharged, she stated. The Northern Territory Chief Minister would not detail the conditions of the eight who remained in the hospital out of the respects for them and their other families. It's a credit to everyone involved that were able to get 20 patients from an extremely remote location on an island into our uh, tertiary hospital within a matter of hours. Or tertiary hospital within a matter a matter of hours, uh, Ms. Files told reporters. Or tertiary, I don't know what the word that word is, you know. I don't want to stumble with these words right now. The Osprey went down during the flight from Dorman to Melville as part of an exercise, Predators Run, which involves the militaries of the United States, Australia, Indonesia, the Philippines, and East Timor. Northern Territory Police Commissioner Michael Murphy said the cause of the crash has not yet been determined and in, in, and investigators would remain at the site for at least 10 more days. The old spray is a till road or aircraft that takes off and lands like a helicopter, but can adjust its propellers forward during its flight to cruise much faster, like an airplane, all right? It's the, uh, I 
don't even know how to explain that stuff so the listeners could vividly understand what type of aircraft it is. It's like it got the um it's not a helicopter. It looked like a plane, but the um the propellers they could they could they look like a helicopter and then it goes up and it can land. I don't know how to explain. You ever watch Transformers? Remember them little goddamn planes? They they were um, the military people was in, the personnel was in, and they just jump out the plane. It look it's not a helicopter. It looked like a real plane with the goddamn engine on there, but the engine is a, it got the rotor the um the rotor that looked like a helicopter. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So the police commissioner said he was surprised the death toll from the crash was not higher. For a chopper that crashes and catches fire, to have 20 Marines that are surviving, I think that's an incredible outcome, Murphy stated. Defense Minister Richard Mars was also grateful for those who survived. It's remarkable that in many ways, so many had survived. Mars told nine uh, told news sources my back this remains a very tragic incident and the loss of those lives are keenly felt Mars added on social media US Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin paid tribute to the Marines who died these Marines served our country with courage and pride and my thoughts and prayers are with their families today with the other troops who were injured in the crash and with the entire United States Marine Corps family, Austin said on X, formerly known as Twitter. All right. So they survived. Uh, let me see. Eight U.S. Marines remain hospitalized after a fiery aircraft crash in Australia Sunday morning left three dead and 20 injured. All right, so three died. The Marines are still receiving treatment at the Royal Darwin Hospital in the north coast of Darwin. Monday after the Marine V-22 Osprey, they were riding in and crashed on, crashed on in the island during the multinational training exercise at approximately 9.30 in the morning local time Sunday. The aircraft crashed into tropical forests and burst into flames. Australian politician uh, Natasha Fowles, who serves as the Chief Minister of the Northern Territory, said all 20 survivors of the crash were flown from Melville Island, approximately 50 miles south, to Doran. Fowles noted that the first five Marines who arrived at the city's main hospital were critically injured, including one who underwent emergency surgery. More than a day later, 12 had been discharged. She stated the Northern Territory Chief Minister would not detail the conditions of Eight who remain in the hospital out of the respect of them and their families. It's a credit to everyone involved that we were able to get 20 patients from an extremely remote location on an island into into our, I don't know how they're trying to articulate this hospital, this particular hospital, but whatever hospital it is in a matter of hours, Files told reporters. 
The old spray went down during the flight from Durham to Melville as part of an exercise, Predators Run. It's called, the exercise is called Predators Run, which involves the militaries of the United States, Australia, Indonesia, the Philippines, and the East Timor. All right, Northern Territory Police Commissioner Michael Murphy said the cause of the crash has not yet been determined and investigators would remain at the site for at least 10 days. The old spray is a tail rotor aircraft that takes off and lands like a helicopter but can adjust its propellers forward during its flight to cruise much faster like an airplane. God damn it, do you understand that? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just reiterating so you can understand what's going on in this goddamn story that I'm telling you. All right, the police commissioner said he was surprised the death toll from the crash was not higher for a chopper that crashes and catches fire to have 20 Marines that are surviving. I think that's an incredible outcome, Murphy said. Defense Minister Richard Marles was also grateful for those who survived. It's remarkable that in many ways, so many have survived. Marles told news sources this remains a very tragic incident and the loss of those lives are near or keenly felt. Uh, Mars added. All right, so I already gave y'all everything. On social media, U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin paid tribute to the Marines who died, all three of them. All right, these Marines serve our country with courage and pride, and my thoughts and prayers are with their families today. With the other troops who were injured in this crash and with the entire United States Marine Corps family, Austin said on Twitter. Now, it's called X. All right. Moving along, we're going to get into some other news. This is Thinking Out Loud with your man, Ben Farrell. You already know how I do it. I used to be a military personnel myself, and I do know how to talk to a soldier. Troops, we're going to keep it moving. Next. All right. Uh, the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Uh, large police, Large police presence after reports of shots being fired armed and dangerous person on or near the campus all right the university of north carolina in chapel hill is under lockdown after reports of at least one shot fired on campus just after 1 p.m shortly after 1 p.m the school sent out and sent out alerts saying that emergency armed dangerous person on or near the campus go inside now avoid windows all right, University of North Carolina. A local uh, news station reported that there was a massive presence of police and emergency vehicles near the Cordell Labs building on South Road. All right, there was earlier reports that the suspect was in custody, but at 2.35 p.m., uh, University of North Carolina police released an image of an Asian man in a gray shirt who was identified as a person of interest. This photo shows a person of interest in today's armed and dangerous person situation. If you see this person, keep your distance, put your safety first, and call 911, the post read. They ask anyone who sees the person of interest to keep their distance, put their safety first, and call 911. Alert Carolina sent a message just before 2.30 p.m. saying the suspect is still at large. The Daily Tar Hill, some news sources, Daily Tar Hill or whatever, a student-run paper, okay, reported that one of the lanes on Interstate 40 has been closed and some campus buildings are being evacuated. The situation is evolving 
and more information will be provided as it becomes available. That's the University of North Carolina. Some Asian dude, he's um, deemed to be dangerous of some sort. I don't know what is the situation. Uh, that's the information that I got right there. You know, I be moving around. All right, let me see what else I got. NYC migrant crisis. Protests turned violent outside Gracie Mansion. Five arrested. All right, let me see this. Okay, tensions flared up Sunday outside Gracie Mansion at a anti-migrant rally organized by Guardians Angels founder Curtis Sliwa. Demonstrators clashed with counter-protesters on the corner of East 86th Street and East and Avenue, where the situation escalated into physical violence, resulting in five arrests. According to the New York Police Department, the following arrests and charges were made. 32-year-old man charged with assault and resisting arrest. A 31-year-old woman charged with assault. 81-year-old woman, 80-year-old man, and 69-year-old man charged with obstructing governmental administration and disorderly conduct. The 69-year-old man was identified as Sliwer. The violent protest Sunday comes as tensions have reached a boiling point. Staten Island residents find themselves embroiled in a bitter dispute with the city over the relocation of asylum seekers to their neighborhood. Thank you very much, Mayor Adams. You're a real jerk, said Tony DeGaniero. Oh, man, I can't even say this shit. Tony DeGaniero. You should put them in your backyard. Go bring them to Gracie Mansion. We didn't vote for this over here. We don't want you here. Take them and get the hell out of here. Residents and local Republican lawmakers have taken their objections to court. Initially, a Staten Island judge ruled in their favor, saying Mayor Adams' administration cannot use an old Catholic school building now owned by the city to house migrants. However, the city fought back and a few hours later, a higher court judge reversed the lower court ruling, meaning the migrants can stay put. Wow. It's like, it's a lot of chaos going on in America, I see. I just did the University of North Carolina. You know what I'm saying? There's an armed suspect, and he's running around. He's still on the loose. Looked like a Ching Chong man. I meant to say it, uh, uh, Asian man. I'm sorry. I am not prejudiced. I am not no racist person, so don't even put that on me. I was just trying to describe something, all right? Because some of you people like to freaking see people fall down. And that's why I'm trying to tell you people. That's why I do this podcast, because how the fuck you going to expect to move forward as a goddamn... A human race. How are you going to move forward if, if, if we can't even get along? We're still in the idiot's phase. We're not going to move forward because we're still at war with each other. We can't move forward to like the newer lifestyle and stuff like that. The new version. The new economy that's waiting on us. We, we, we are not yet ready for that. And we will never be ready if we don't know how to coexist together. I've been saying this. i said this a hundred million times. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's people that get mad at their counterparts. 
with that being, what I'm saying is, people that get mad at their counterparts, like a newscaster is throwing shade at another newscaster, or or a basketball player throwing shade at another basketball player, or or a guy that does the same type of job, but there's a female, she's just she do the same job as this guy, but she's a little bit better than this guy, the guy throws shades, or vice versa. We need to learn how to coexist together. That's what I'm trying to explain here, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I'm trying to explain. But moving along, let me tell you what this is. The mayor office said less than 2% of the 5,900 asylum seekers the city is caring for are being sheltered in Staten Island. Residents said they are not giving up the fight. However, and more and more protests and legal battles are planned. All right? So a fight broke out in front of the goddamn Gracie Mansion. The people in Staten Island said, hell nah, get these goddamn asylum seekers out of our neighborhood. We ain't taking none of this. Fights broke out. And and I already, I already have my feelings about this um, asylum seeking um, tobacco because uh, I feel like it's unfair for Americans because me, I'm a nine to five worker. I keep a job. I always work. I work every day. I'm, I can't really stay in the house. Or I have to be occupied. I'm one of those guys that has to be occupied. I can't be just sitting down, not doing nothing, not using my time. I feel like I'm, I'm, feel like I'm wasting my life away. I gotta do something. That's just the type of dude that I am. And my issue with the asylum seekers and the border crisis is these jobs. You got these um, poverty, uh, these poverty-stricken neighborhoods. Most most of them are black communities, right? And you got these guys that's trying to do the right thing. You know, they do go look for a job because I've seen it with my own eyes. I'm Haitian. I'm a I'm a Haitian descendant, so that means I know how to speak and I understand Espanol, right? So I have an advantage, but still, I see the whole nonsense. You see, I, I already see it. I see that they're trying to keep black people as second-class citizens. I've seen it first and forehand. So what I'm trying to tell you is what I've seen ever since the border crisis emerged, that there's these people that can't speak English. They only can speak Espanol. And they're taking up most of the jobs. And then you have an American who's born in America, can't find a job, but all of these people who's crossing the borders are getting all of the jobs. I've been talking about that, but nobody don't want to have that conversation. Nobody don't want to speak about that. It's just small potatoes to everybody. When it's not small potatoes, because there's grown men out there that can't find a simple job. You know what I'm saying? That's a problem. That's a major problem, all right? And then the idle mind turns into a criminal mind. But nobody don't want to have this conversation. You know what I'm saying? This conversation is a little too deep. You know what I'm saying? I went to college, and my professors told me, you need to talk. You need to open your mouth. What you just said in my goddamn classroom, sir, needs to be open in a, live, in, in a bigger platform than this classroom over here. 
You are ready for the world, Mr. Pharrell. That's what they tell me. You are ready for the world. God damn it, you need to go out there and tell all of these goddamn legislators, these goddamn fake-ass politicians that like to run their mouth and throw shade at another politician and another counterpart. Yes, indeed. And you need to put them on blast because you got a mouthpiece on you, boy. And we need you out there on them streets talking that shit. I'm like, instructor, what if I get shot? What if I get shot? You seen what they did to Martin Luther King? They're like, don't be worried, man. Don't be worried. We got your back. Somebody got to say something. All right? You know what I'm saying? Looks like I'm the one that's going to say it. I'm the one. All right? Moving along. Let me see what else they got in the goddamn news that's going to piss me off. Let me see. Hold up. Drew Brett Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. My bad. Almost butchered her name, but who cares? You know, she's she used to be attractive, but she's old now. She's an old flower. I don't know. I'm saying she ain't ugly or nothing, but I mean, what's up with this guy stalking Drew Barrymore? What the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Man arrested in Long Island for allegedly stalking Drew Barrymore. Jesus Christ, man! It's like trillions of options out there. All right, Chad Busto was released on Friday morning. But the 43-year-old will now have to wear a GPS tag and stay away from actress Drew Barrymore, according to the judge's order. This comes after he was spotted riding a bicycle up into a private driveway looking for Barrymore, Miss Barrymore. He was ultimately arrested by Southampton Town Police, charged with stalking for allegedly trying to track down the star at her summer home out east. This wasn't the first time that Mr. Busto had tried to contact Mrs. Drew Barrymore. Earlier this week, Barrymore was temporarily taken off the stage at a public event in New York City after Busto, who lives in Washington, D.C., shouted her name before rushing towards her. And then this guy is infatuated with Mrs. Barrymore. I believe we have a connection from the past, Busto stated. I believe I met her at the Hard Rock Hotel after Lollapalooza in 2007. I've seen her in multiple locations and thought we had a history. On Thursday afternoon, Southampton Town Police say Busto knocked on her, knocked on someone's door and what the fuck? Saga Panak demanding he got the get the location of where Barrymore lives so he could speak to her about a lawsuit. All right, so on Thursday afternoon, Southampton Town Police said Mr. Busto knocked on someone's door in Sagapanak. Okay. Yeah, Sagapanak, that's a place, some, some location, some area, probably somewhere in Jersey or somewhere, demanding he get the location of Mrs. Barrymore where she lives at so he could speak to her about a lawsuit. I believe I won a federal lawsuit 2.5, two and a half years ago, Busto Stadium. I hate these writers that be doing these fucking blogs, but they dumbasses. All right, what he said, I believe the case won the presidency of the United States for everyone in America and everyone in society. I was hoping influential women, particularly, particularly celebrities, to stand up for the case in the media. Chad Busto. Okay. Mental health, mental health expert Dr. Scott Krakower with Northwell Health 
has never met with Busto, but says anytime someone behaves erratically around celebrities, it needs to be taken seriously. They idolize them and look up to them when it becomes obsessive. And when it crosses the line, it becomes a stalking behavior and people have trouble re regulating with what's going on, he stated. Uh, news sources reach out to Barry Zamora's team and haven't heard from them back. But Busto, who's, who prosecutors say has a criminal history, is due back in court in September 12th. All right, so the mental health expert, Dr. Scott Krakowa with Northwell Health, has never met with Busto, but says anytime someone behaves erratically around celebrities, it needs to be taken seriously. They like to idolize them and look up to them when it becomes obsessive and when it crosses the line. It becomes a stalking behavior, especially when they cross the lines and people have trouble regulating what's going on. That's what that um, mental doctor said. All right. Reading from the goddamn tabloids, reading from the news articles. You already know how I get down. Then I analyze it, figure it out, try to make sense of it. But, yeah, he, I say he got a mental problem. Um, he's academically challenged or some shit like that because who gives a fuck about Drew Barrymore? Like, nobody ain't thinking about her, man. Like, what's up with you, bro? Like, you need help. You need some, excuse me, you need some medication. You need some marijuana or some shit like that, recreational marijuana. You need some psychiatrical help, nigga. Nobody don't give a fuck about no goddamn Drew Barrymore, bro. Nobody won't even be watching her television show. She, fuck these celebrities. Nobody don't care about these celebrities except Americans, bro. That's that's why other countries are looking at us like imbeciles. Because we do the most dumbest shit ever. Fuck these celebrities, bro. Fuck the celebrities, all right? Get, go get you some money. He's a white boy. Go get you a little job. Go, go find you and, uh, a business, a foundation to grow, you know, create, develop some jobs for people out there that need some work, all right? You wasting time, nigga. What the fuck? What's wrong with you people? Goddamn worried about some Drew Barrymore. The bitch old as shit. Nobody ain't watching her no more. I can understand if you going after, uh, uh, I don't know, Ariana Grande or some shit like that. But this old ass bitch, nobody don't give a fuck about this goddamn. She surpassed the MILF, nigga. Like, what the hell is you smoking on? Like I said, you need to go see some psych psychiatric help. Make sure you get some recreational marijuana in your system to fucking ease your goddamn thoughts. Because something ain't right with you. Something's wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? You represent America. You're going to have the French people talking shit about us. The Mexican people been talking shit about us. This is your fault, nigga. Man, matter of fact, take your dumb ass to goddamn... Uh, 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 what's them little places that they got for the mental health people? Take the psychiatric ward. Take your ass over there. Stay there about five months and shit like that. Fuck wrong with you, goddamn Drew Barrymore, nigga. You watch too much television. God damn it. This is America. Anyway, I'm going to cut this apple pie short and sweet. You can um, subscribe to my YouTube channel, which I have not been active on lately. I'm sorry about that. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's Box Benji, B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. 
B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. And that's the same name that you could use for other social media platforms such as Instagram and TikTok and Threads. All right. Haven't been messing with Rumble, period. And I haven't been on Twitch, but I will be on Twitch because I have a group of people that I'm trying to be on Twitch with. So basically, I'm going to have cold stars. I mean, well, cold stars, you could say that, too, or. I'm going to be co-starring with other people and stuff. It ain't going to be me by myself. I'm not finna do that. I got other people that's extremely funny and very entertaining. So I need them to be in front of that camera with me. All right? And then I'm going to give you updates on the University of North Carolina where this Asian man is running around shooting people and shit. All right? We're going to see the details about that. I don't want to make any speculations and I don't want to insult nobody. Uh, race or anything. We don't do that over here at Thinking That Loud. We accept all colors and creeds. Doesn't matter, all right? So, I'm, I'm going to holler at you later. This is Thinking Out Loud. Peace. Oh, it's the Harlem night. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Party at the Bodega.